0: Thank you, Sister Mildred. Uh, Maybe before I start, I would request you to do for me a favor one more time. Uh, We are going to read together, so I request you to read for me uh, Acts chapter ten, verse thirty-one to forty-two, as we'll follow in our Bibles to forty-three rather. Acts chapter ten,
1: verse thirty-four to forty-three. So, Mildred, please kindly. Okay, I'm reading from the NIV verse, Acts chapter 10, verse 34 to 43. And it says, then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation, the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good, and healing all who were under the power of the devil. Because God was with him. Verse 39. We are with everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on the cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day. And caused him to he was not seen by other people, by witnesses whom God had already chosen by us from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. Through His name, the Word of God.
0: Thank you so much, Sister Mildred. Uh, as you've all heard the, the the scriptures very clearly, just wanted her to read so that as we we talk about it, you are aware it's ringing in your mind. I'm Joy Anyesige, and I'm so grateful for this opportunity given to me to speak to great people of God. And uh, I give glory to God that I came back safely from the refugees camp today early morning. And I'm here. I came safely. So I give glory to God. Uh, Our topic was from Acts 34. uh, From Acts chapter 10, as we've read it, and uh, verse 34, it is a, a God without partiality, all favoritism, whatever is partiality, stroke favoritism, whichever you, used to, uh, you desire to use. And uh, the text you've had, it's from Acts chapter 10, verse 34 to 43. Uh, the chapter is too long and I realized you can't just jump up to verse 34 before you talk what happened in these other scriptures before we reach this verse. Uh, We realize that uh, in verse one, we talk about, uh, we read about a gentleman called uh, Cornelius, the centurion. And we read about this guy, this gentleman, he was uh, a devout man and I thought he was a good father. Was God fearing, gave generously to the to those in need, prayed to God regularly. And this sounds familiar to some of us, or to some of our members in our families and in community, that all these things are done. But you know, you will get to know that they will be lacking something. This could be things that we are doing, also, or some people in in our community are doing, they pray, they give, they're God-fearing, you know. But when you go on verse two, we see that uh, he was a gentile, not a Jew, but he was applying the above principles of giving, praying, you know, caring for all this. But briefly, if we go a bit in uh, Matthew, Chapter 8, verse 5, it talks about a a centurion who was faithful. He had, I mean, who had faith, who came to Jesus to heal his servant. He loved his servant so much, so much as he he was a, a Gentile. He still believed He knew that Jesus heals. So he brought his good servant to the Lord for healing. We see an angel uh, appearing to him in a vision, you know. I was just imagining, this is a centurion man. And he, the, the, the angel appeared to him when he was praying, doing the usual routine, the usual things. And the angel came to encourage him that his prayers, God has heard them. I was imagining if you are the one, how do you feel? That God has answered, has heard your prayers. And brethren, I realize that vision are usually related to prayer. You cannot get a vision when you are in your football team, watch, you are your movies, you are in get togethers, eh? you are mingo mingo with so many things. Eh? It might be hard to get a vision, but I realize that visions are usually related to prayer. And as we go on in verse 5, we see a divine direction for him to go and bring Simon Peter and realize, realize that visions are not a, a chance coincidence. You know, a vision is not a chance coincidence, but an expression of God's saving work. God gives you that vision for a saving work, providing a divine direction and encouragement. So that was this gentleman, all centered on the, you know, what we call a routine of prayer giving and all that. He was a centurion, but godly Roman centurion, but chosen instrument. You know, he was a chosen instrument. As we go on, we realize that uh, verse 19 to 16, we see that Peter also received the same vision three times okay, to confirm his truthful. Huh? And uh, when you read Mark 7, 18 to 19, we realize that uh, uh, Jesus is saying, we found, uh, uh, is saying that food is not as a spiritual issue. You know, you remember how Peter was thinking and uh, talking about the foods and all that. But here I come to understand that uh, Jesus in this chapter in Mark 7, 18 to 19 is saying food is not a spiritual issue. God is not concerned with, God is concerned with holiness, which is inward, not external matters as food and circumcision as they're thinking, we are the Jews, yeah, you're Gentile, circumcision and all that. But here it's coming clearly that God is concerned with the holiness, which is inward, not these external things that even take us believers. We look at those things eh, and we forget to focus on the inward part. So as we go on, we realize that uh, as we go on in verse 17 downwards, uh, 21, uh, we realize that uh, God cannot be limited. God cannot be limited. God can use anyone, as long as you are focused and and uh, tuned to Him. So God is cannot be limited. When you read uh, Job eleven uh, verse seven, it says that Can you can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe? the limits of the almighty, you know? God used Cornelius, a centurion, you know, a a Gentile. So no one can fathom the almighty's, uh, what? Plans. No one even can know his limit. He's almighty. He knows, you know, much as Peter was saying, this guy is a Gentile and moreover a centurion, you know? So as we continue, in the same verse 17 to 21, we, we realize that uh, Peter should not uh, uh, have uh, hesitated, you know, even to enter or even eat in the home of a Gentile, because God has accepted the Gentiles and cleansed them. So, you know, has accepted eh, not only the Jews and the Gentiles, and he has cleansed them when Christ died on the cross you know he did not die for the Jews, he did not die only for the Holy One but even for the Gentiles, the sinners you know those who don't know him he died for us the blood was for all of us the crucifixion was for all for us the, the nailing on the cross was for all the, 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 the grave where he buried was buried was for all. the resurrection was all for us, not for particular people. You know, you realize the same Holy Spirit that spoke to, to, to Cornelius is the same spirit that spoke to, to, to Peter. The Lord is for all of us. You're not know that thing, you know. The Lord is for all of us. Sometimes some, some we think the Lord is for only us, the intercessors, those who pray, those who speak in tongues. Ooh. For this tribe, God, those ones forgot them. No. These are poor. This, no, God is for all of us, and He died on the cross for all of us. Uh, as we continue, we come to. Uh, we are still going through the chapter to see. As we reach to that point of uh, God without partiality, our topic, we shall have uh, understood something. Uh, in verse twenty-five to twenty-six, we we, we realize that uh, Cornelius even worshipped Peter. I realize this act. Must have been more than a traditional respect to a high person should have been for God, for Jesus, you know. And we know very well uh, the Bible restricts worship to God alone. Peter was just a human being, and Peter realized it and said, "Hey, look here, Cornelius, you shouldn't worship me. That one is for God." And I was asking myself, you guys, how many we've transferred the worship of God to other people? Here, Peter realized it. Cornelius fell down at his feet and worshipped him. That worship was to go to God. So our worship is restricted to only our God Almighty. And Peter knew that. I believe you also know that. And if you are having people that you give that due respect, as respect that is for God. Today you are learning that that one is restricted only and only for our God Almighty. Okay. Now, as we come to, to our topic, I believe you've gathered something because it's too long and uh, we need to talk about some other things. Um, the our topic is God without partiality. So we realize that God here was showing Peter that he's he's God for the the Jews and the Gentiles. He's not only for a particular race of people. And now when we come to our topic in verse 34, uh, God without partiality, hmm? we realize that again, if we read Job 34, 19, we realize that he says, who shows, No partiality to princes and does not favor the rich over the poor, for they are all the work of his hands. You know, for they are are all the work of his hands. He does not show favor to the rich over the poor. Christ died for the rich and for the poor, and he knows that in this world they are the rich and the poor. So, we, don't, we do not need to show partiality eh? that these are rich, these are poor, and we want to go too much to minister to the poor because we are looking. <laughs> we are seeing their the situation eh? so that we you know we want to run to them. And we re- leave these rich guys, and we think they do not need the Holy Spirit. They do not need Christ. We go wrong there. We look at them, eh, the cars they are driving, the titles they have, the offices they work in, eh, where they live, those places, you know them in Kampala. When we mention those places, eh, some people quake. And we think these people eh, are immune to the gospel, to the power of the Holy Spirit. So we go and talk to them on the surface. But when we reach the poor, think these guys, eh, they're the ones who need it more. They need to hear. No. God has told us he's not a God of partiality, he's a God of the poor and a God of the rich. And when they come to church, you know, we treat them like they have arrived. Excuse me. They have not yet arrived. They are still a work in progress. They still need also the, the power of the Holy Spirit. So we realize that they also need it. So we need to treat them as we treat the poor because God is a God of all people. And when you you read uh, th- this scripture, it talks, uh, it takes you back to the Peter's vision in uh, the same chapter, verse 19 to 16, you know? It takes us to that scripture, people of God. Eh? God accepts in every nation, those who uh, fear him and do what is right. <clears throat> in all nations, God accepts people who fear him and respect him and do what is right. You know, he expects that. I remember when I went to Israel, there were these Chinese in Uganda. I have I had this picture of Chinese, witch, wizards, what, you know, idol worshippers, and all that. But when I went to Israel, I realized, oh my God, there are some people. I'm chosen to respect God, fear Him, and they're they are worshiping their God. You know, so it doesn't matter which nation you are in, but God is just interested in us as we choose to worship Him, as we choose to pay respect to Him and follow His ways. Eh? So when you read Romans 12, uh, it talks, uh, Romans 10, verse 12, it talks for for there is no difference between Jews and Gentiles the same lord is lord of all and uh, he's the god of the he and he richly blesses all who call to him so he richly blesses all those who call to him you know all those who call to him he richly he richly blesses them so he's god of everyone everyone and here i see that ticket is called to him that is the only ticket you have only that that ticket eh? there's no jew there's no gentiles but those who call him there's that the ticket and when you read matthew uh, 5 45 it says that you might be sons of your father in heaven he calls his son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous. This brings back. Uh, this brings us back to to what Peter said in Acts ten thirty four. Huh? Peter realized how true it is that God does not show favoritism, all partiality. Remember, the Holy Spirit used both Peter and Cornelius, the Gentile. When the sun comes, I've seen, seen the sun on, in another area, That because those people are very righteous, eh? and on the other place there is uh, no sun. Eh? Or when the rain comes, it doesn't rain only for the righteous. You know. So that means even the gospel, it is for everyone. Your work for you and me is to take this gospel to everyone. So that then may all hear. it's for all of us, the Gentiles, the, the Jews, the righteous, and those we call not righteous, it's for all of us. As we have re- read here in, in Matthew, when the sun comes, it's for all of us. The rain comes, it's for all of us. You know, the Holy Spirit, Has power, you know. The Holy Spirit has power. But when we come back to verse 36 to 38, Jesus was anointed by God with Holy Spirit and power. He anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. And after He after that being anointed, what did He do? Did He sit with the Holy Spirit in him and keep quiet? Did he bottle the Holy Spirit like soda in the bottle and kept quiet and say, I have the Holy Spirit? Hmm? No, what did he do? He used the Holy Spirit was to do something in him. He was be used, you know? And the Bible is telling us that he went out doing what? Glorifying himself, having pride, does you know, I have a Holy Spirit. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I speak in tongues. I touch on people and they get healed. No. What did he do? He went out to show of uh, to show others about the power of the Holy Spirit. He, he did not go to show off that he has the power of the Holy Spirit and he speaks in tongues and all that. No. He went. What did he do? He went to use that power <clears throat> of the Holy Spirit to heal And not only to heal the sick and to to chase out demons, to heal those who are demon-possessed. My brother and my sister, you have that power of the Holy Spirit, that how the Lord was anointed, you are also anointed. As we say that it's only when you call upon the name of Jesus, eh? when you respect God is for everyone, for all, and the power of the holy spirit is a deposit to you it is put in you like how it was in jesus and you got this power to go and do all these marvelous things brethren i I have been wondering all along what where have we been we've not been learning about the power of the holy spirit it's so exciting eh I've been hearing this thing when I go for these conferences to Aho, Africa House of Prayer, prophetic conferences, Esther feast, and other gathering. But in Anglican church, that was bottled, eh? not to come out. But praise be to God that in this season, in these days, the Lord has chosen who he has chosen to bring out this topic to us. That we might learn about the power of the Holy Spirit. And once you receive it, how you can go and use that power of the Holy Spirit. Praise be to God. We have learned all series about the Holy Spirit. And in Church of Uganda. is no longer a hidden God. He's a power to experience us. And we go and use that power of the Holy Spirit. No. And because... The Holy Spirit has power. When you you have the Holy Spirit, eh, you, are, you, you are called to witness. Eh? Because God is with you. When he gives you that Holy Spirit power, he goes with you. The Holy Spirit is a deposit is in you. He uses you. So you are supposed to go out there and witness using that power of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> My brother, my sister, if you are still there, you are timid, you are scared, you are what? You know that you said that God is with you and God is all for us. And you, you confess to him and he's in you and you have that deposit and you have put that deposit in your pocket, in your bottle. Please, it's high time. God is calling you to go and witness. Remember, we are saying that God shows no partiality. He's able to use you in that weakness you are in and to go out there and preach to everyone, not to some particular people, eh? not to the rich alone, to the poor also, not to those who are having good places of living. No, to everyone, because they ever need to hear this gospel. Hallelujah. I don't know what you have been using with the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, I've come to encourage you that God chose you, you know, and he's able to use you. He doesn't show partiality. He's for all of us. Hallelujah. And uh, as we come to... We...
2: 41 and 42 and we need to, to read it uh, verse it's
0: just a moment uh, we need to read this scripture of verse 41 and seen by all the people but by witnessing who God had already chosen but. Ate and drank with him after he was from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of, of the living and the dead. You know, he commanded us to preach, to be witnesses that he is Christ of the living and the dead. And I can pose a a question here for you. Are you among the ones that God has chosen to witness for Him? Are you? Because you have the deposit of the Holy Spirit. And you are called upon to go and do that. To testify, you know, that he is the one. He is the Lord. uh, He's the one appointed to judge of the living and the dead, you know. You have tested him. You are empowered. You have that power of the Holy Spirit. Are you among those ones that God has chosen today to encourage you? Go ahead and do that. And when you come to verse 42, this one is very key. It's very key. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one Whom God appointed uh, appointed as judge of the living and the dead. Brethren, this verse is very clear, and I'm excited of it. And I feel empowered. It is a command. He commanded us to go and do what? And preach, preach who to other people, and that and testify that he was chosen to
2: do what? Living and the dead.
0: So you have that power to go and preach to those people that there is this Christ eh, who is given a power, who is appointed to judge the living and the dead. And when you go and use that power of the Holy Spirit, it will come to pass that, yes, there will, there will, you will be a witness because you'll be preaching Christ who died, Christ who resurrected, Christ who overcame, Christ who is for all of us, Christ who does not show partiality, but he died, he shed blood for all nations, for all cultures, for all races, brethren. Are we together? And when you hear this message in verse 43, when you hear the message, do not repent. Turn to who? To God. And be what? Baptized in whose name? <clears throat> in the name of Jesus. Who does what? Who forgives of sins? Who forgives sins? And when you are forgiven of those sins, what do you receive? Brethren, you receive a gift, oh spirit. Hallelujah. Eh? When we repent, you know, when we turn to God and we are baptized in the name of Jesus you know, and our sin never you know, we receive that gift of the Holy Spirit.
2: Hallelujah Because Christ died for all of us and is Christ for all. See
0: Cornelius and his whole household, you know, we see Cornelius when he listened to what, Peter, what Peter, uh, to Peter's message, the Holy Spirit fell upon him and they received the Holy Spirit eh, as, a, as Jews did has
2: said to that Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, whoever believes in him receives forgiveness. And forgiveness is for everyone. Let's go and tell it to everyone.
0: When they say we are going to the parliament to preach, everyone wants, people gather, want to go to parliament. But tell them we are going to this poor place. You will look, try to look for people. Eh? No. God is for both. As you desire to go to the parliament, to other those high classes, eh? you
2: value. Use the same power that God put in you to
0: go to these other people you see as low, you know. As you might call the door as low, you know. As the poor, do it the same way because you are given this power of the Holy Spirit. And God does not show partiality. is God for all. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, before, uh, as, I come to conclu- as I come to conclusion, uh, to leave my sister to take us through prayer, uh, I-, I-, I realize uh, I have a testimony I remember uh, 10, 10 to 15 years ago, or oh, maybe 20, and I was still a young girl. I was still, I just started working, eh? some, I mean, some years, some short years, when I started knowing these things of God. Eh? Some 10 years, I think. Uh, I was seated at Scripture Union, it was time For us to have uh, prayers, we used that month, they said we are ending work at four and uh, that hour is to be given to God. So me and a certain guy called James were seated waiting for others to come, very silent. And I had this voice saying, go to the school of handicapped. I said, what? I opened my eyes and I was like, James, why are you telling me to go there? Do you know who those people look like? I, I was going to disobey. The Holy Spirit, and God knew indeed I disobeyed, but God put this guy, James, to walk with me throughout the week, reminding me, Joy, have you gone? By that, by that time, I was still called Jackie. Jackie, have you gone? And I said, James, I don't want, I don't want. By one time, I gathered myself, shaking, fearing I went. I entered this gate, and the teachers were in the meeting. I found this girl, Christine, limping, you know, with the short limbs, because of fear, I started panicking. You know, I was in this place, we seated waiting to pray. And you know, I had a voice, blah, blah, and telling this girl, not knowing whether she understands or not. And this girl, the Holy Spirit was already using her. She told me, if you go to the teachers in the meeting, they are going to refuse you. Let me take you to the director. And I was like, what? I went to this lady's uh, office, I sat, I was still shaking, fearing, fearing. And this lady looked at me, I looked at her. She asked me, can I help you? I started, we were seated in the room, we are two. And uh, I heard a voice, you know, shaking. This lady just looked at me and said, praise be to God. And I'm like, what is this lady saying? Let's pray. She prayed in the heart in a prayer saying, the Lord this week, I've been asking you, to bring someone to fellowship with these children. Thank you, you've brought this lady. And she told me from today, minister to the children. And I was like, wow, how? I did not know that the power of the Holy Spirit was in me and pushing me and encouraging me and going with me to do that ministry in that school. Guess what? As I started, this brought eyes in my tears. Has some a certain lady met me coming out of that school? She asked me, Joy, where are you coming from? I said, I'm coming from the school of handicap to do what? I said, I have a ministry there, and this lady was like, Joy, how do you do that? With children with saliva,s mucus dirty, touching you, and you accept that? Oh, even now when I speak about it, I feel tears come and become emotion. I looked at this lady. I did not say anything. I said, oh, my God. I walked away from her. I didn't answer. And I walked away up to office crying. I was like, oh, my God. You know, that is the kind of God is talking about, that he came for even those children, the lame, the blind, the poor. with the saliva, with the mucus, with flies around. He came for them. He does not show partiality. He died for the children. He died for the blind. He died for all of us in any community you live in. Brethren, God does not show partiality. And I said, oh my God, Became, I, I remembered and I said, wow, this lady I wish I could meet her and tell her God does not show partiality. He died for you. and died for those children. Hallelujah. And as, as I conclude, truly God does not show partiality. He's for both the Gentiles and the Jews, the rich and the poor, the weak and strong for all. And that's why In Acts 10, verse 34, Peter was able to say, so, that, yeah, indeed, that Jesus came for all of us. And that's why this verse is there. So let's not limit that gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's why Peter realized that Christ is for all, for all who believes, who respects, And who come to the Lord? If that centurion, that Gentile, Cornelius, was doing his own things of prayer, but he was met and he was used. So brethren, if you have the power of the Holy Spirit, do not hinder the Spirit of God to use you.
2: Thank you. Praise be to God.
0: Praise be to God. My sister, promise to take us through. Mm-hmm. God bless you.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord, Amen. friends. It has been a Amen. very, very powerful message. Thank you so much, Auntie Joy. There is so much that my mind has been opened up to, that my spirit has been opened up to. As you began, you talked about Cornelius having a vision, and God speaking to him through this vision. And the Bible says that Cornelius prayed regularly. He just didn't have this vision out of the blue. Like you said, he was in a place of prayer. So friends, I want us to ask the Lord to forgive us. Where? We have wanted God to speak to us, but we have not done our part in praying, in seeking his face. Like we see Cornelius sought the face of the Lord, and that is when he actually had this vision. We have talked about a lot, but I think for me that is one of the things that stood out, that if we put ourselves in that place of prayer is when God will reveal things to us. Indeed, he is a God of partiality. He did not say that this is Cornelius he is a gentile I'm not going to use him but he used him and he poured out his holy spirit on Cornelius. He used both Peter and Cornelius to do his work and that work is actually to preach. So I want us to also pray that even when God pours out his holy spirit on us how do we use the power that the that god has given us through his holy spirit sometimes we find ourselves wanting to limit the holy spirit sometimes we find ourselves wanting to contain the holy spirit sometimes we do not use the power that the holy spirit has given us but may god help us may the holy spirit help us and tell us and show us how we are supposed to use this power that he has given us. Sometimes we 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 become fearful, we become timid, and we are not able to be witnesses for Christ. So may God help us to know how to use the power he has given us because he is a God who has not shown partiality. He has chosen both you and me to be his witnesses. He chose Cornelius the Gentile, and he was using Peter as well, the Jew. And so, friends, it doesn't matter who we are or where we come from or our status. God has called us and he has poured out his Holy Spirit on us that we may be his witnesses where he sends us and we may preach his word, like verse 43 says that he commanded us to preach his word. So, let us pray. Father, Lord, we want to thank you. We want to give you glory. We want to give you honor because indeed you are God without partiality. Lord, we ask that you forgive us even for when we have not prayed, where we have not sought your face in many issues lord jesus we pray oh lord this evening that you'll give us a spirit just like cornelius that we will pray regularly your oh lord that we will come to you oh lord that you will be able to speak to us thank you oh father because you do not segregate you do not know a jew from a Gentile because we are all one in Christ Jesus. Thank you because your blood was poured out for each and every one of us. You show no favoritism just like your word said. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that your Holy Spirit gives us power. Power to witness, power to do your will and Father we ask that you forgive us even when we ourselves we have limited the power of the Holy Spirit. When we have not done what the holy spirit has commanded us to do when we have not done what the holy spirit has asked us to do king of glory we ask that you forgive us we now pray oh father that you'll give us wisdom that you'll give us wisdom to know what we are supposed to do with this power king of glory give us wisdom that we may be witnesses out there to all your people lord because we know that indeed you are god without partiality that you you love each and every one both the righteous and the sinners and so lord we ask that you give us the same wisdom that even as we are going about doing your work that even as we are going about witnessing for you that we shall not show partiality king of glory we Ask that you forgive us, O God, even where we have feared to do your work, where we have feared to be your witnesses. And yet you say in your word that you have not given us the spirit of fear. We pray, O Lord, that indeed you will empower us. You will give us the boldness to be your witnesses to all people and to share your good news, the good news that whoever believes in Jesus Christ will receive forgiveness. We thank you for speaking to us today. We thank you, Lord, because we know that we are not the same and that your word has done its work in our lives. We give you glory, Father. We give you honor. We worship you. We bless your holy name for it's in Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.